Hello, everyone, and welcome to Real Talk with Patrick, the podcast where I sit with a guest and we talk about whatever we want. Back again is Jesse. Hi, Jesse. How are you doing? Good. How are you? I'm doing lovely. Thank you. So <laughs> I'm sure our audience really enjoyed, and I'm saying this obviously because we're recording them back to back for us, mm-hmm. um, but we ended on some deep questions like, existential questions and I thought you know what we need to get into some more deep questions why not blow our brains even more and add on that existentialism and whatever so why don't we just dive right on in and get to that does that work for you yeah totally awesome I'm gonna start uh here and I'm gonna go with do you believe soulmates exist Hmm. Uh Interesting. I mean, if we piggyback off our like, does life have meaning type conversations we were having previously, then I'm still on the fence about whether there's like a predetermined plan. And that like, you're supposed to find someone specific. But the whole like, um, serendipitousness of like, all of the events in your life leading up to, I mean, where you are in this very moment is kind of like appealing to me and that somehow you ultimately get where you're supposed to be going. Um, And whether that means like you find the person you're supposed to be with or whatever, then I mean, I guess there's a possibility. Like, I also think like, it's kind of funny, but I think about like how I ended up with Ryan. Um, And I mean, we really like each other still. And it's been like 13 years. So, I mean, that's very nice. Um, But I think about it, it's just kind of funny to me when I look back on like people that I like dated or spent time with before him. And it makes me think about like how people have like a type. Um, And like, do you have like, like, do you have a type? Like, what's your type? Um, And to me, I like never really thought I had a type. But then when I look back, it's kind of like, they all kind of like looked a bit similar (laughs) and like that sort of thing. So I wonder if like in, in your soul, somehow you have like something you're looking for that like attracts you to those people. And then you like, you're like, oh, maybe it's this one. So you like try it out and you're like, nah. And then you're like, okay, maybe it's this one. And you try it out and you're like, no, definitely not. Um, And then you find one that's like similar and then you're like, oh, like this is the one, right? Like this is the, this is the one it was supposed to be. This is what I was looking for. So like, I kind of feel like I guess that happened. Okay. But I think soulmates has kind of like been made to get kind of cheesy, right? Where I more think it's like, do you find is there someone out there who's like the perfect balance for you? Is there someone out there who like you can grow with and that you like challenge each other in the right ways and like that sort of thing? Like I believe in that, I guess. Um, But I guess I don't think, I don't know. I guess I do. Okay. Um, It's funny. If you had to ask me this question when I was like in high school, we'll say, I'd probably say, oh yeah, I believe in soulmates this and that. But then now being a adult, um, thinking adult? <laughs> about it now, yeah, we're adults apparently. Um, <laughs> I would probably think, 
kind of like yes and no more so that do I believe in soulmates to me it would be like do I believe that no matter what will happen in life if I'm with this person nothing will happen and nothing will break us apart that's what I automatically think of as a soulmate and for me I'm like no because relationships are hard and it takes commitment it takes communication you have to work hard at it Because if you don't, then, you know, it's kind of like, it's whatever. So it's tough. I think kind of like, I don't think there's like a predetermined person out there for everyone. And I kind of agree with you where there's like, yeah, I'm sure there's like duds out there that you have to like swim through, we'll say, to Mm -hmm. get to someone that isn't a dud. But... I think in a relationship, you have to work hard at it to kind of build it up to that quote unquote soulmate level. Mm-hmm. And that's hard. And you're always going to have to work at it. But I think that in the end, it's worth the time and the value and the patience that you put into that. Mm-hmm. So I guess my answer is no, but okay. yes, but no. Okay. Mm-hmm. And I guess like mine extends to like non-romantic soulmates. Right. Because I like a hundred percent believe that like some of the friends that I have like meant for me. Right. Like right. just like there are some friendships I just like cannot explain how well they work. And I can't explain like you like can get real into the shit together. Right. You yeah. can just sit with each other in anything and I am very fortunate to have like several people who like fit that Mm -hmm. um description and so for me it's like the same sort of like lead up and decisions and like I don't know fate or whatever you call it um made me and whoever this other person is that I'm in a relationship with the people that we are that needed each other right? right um so to me, it's like, you don't, I guess to me, you don't have a soulmate, you have like multiple soulmates yeah. and that different people in your life, I don't know, I guess serve different purposes is like a weird way to say it, but that like no two relationships are the same. Like you give and get different things in each one and, but they all seem to be like meant for you. Right. And then I guess even like the shitty relationships, they're meant for you to learn something. So you can even have like, what's like the negative of a soulmate, right? Like, I agree. Like your soul needed to meet this person to grow in a way that it needed, right? I agree. And there's a a line I've heard that I've always kind of tried to remember is some friends or relationships are there for a reason, a season or a lifetime. So Mm -hmm. the people that come into your life are there for either a particular reason? Is it a lesson you need to learn? Is it because you really needed them there at this particular time? Is it just a quick passing through a season? They're in and they're out and that's just how it is. Or are they there for a lifetime? And it doesn't mean that the lifetime relationships are like the ultimate ones. Every relationship has its purpose. Kind of like what you're saying where you have those connections or like those negative soulmates will say to teach you valuable lessons or different things like that like 
what you want in a relationship or what you don't want in a relationship. So that way in the future, you know, not to fall for those, like we'll say snares or traps or things like that, Mm -hmm. or those red flags that you were blinded to before. And now you're like, no, I know exactly what's happening. Not going to happen. Yeah. I completely agree with you with the, like the different, I guess, reasons people are in your life. Um, and the lengths of time, like if you think about even just like quick interactions you've had with strangers and how sometimes that can just like really change something for you, um, even if it's something small or like I've had like interactions with strangers that I like remember my whole life. Right. Because it's just. Those are still to me like little tiny soulmates where you like needed to meet that person, you needed to hear that you needed to be involved in whatever way you were in that interaction right so yeah for sure absolutely and that's kind of it too strangers can also those interactions or those little soulmates um they could be there to even test you and test like your own moral compass will say will you take a sip of that person's drink at that club or that bar (laughs) will you get in a car with this person different things like that right and it's things that in your mind you'd be like oh i know what i'm gonna do but then when these strangers put that to the test depending on the person how will you react and how will you answer and then sometimes you make the mistake we'll say hopefully Mm -hmm. as long as it doesn't end up in death and uh and then you'll learn from it and you're like okay wow that was ridiculous of me why would i do that never again Mm -hmm. and then that's when you get those situations where those situations arise again and you're like no i've promised myself i would never do that again mm-hmm. yeah yeah and even just like how you interact with people right like it's just wild to me like how you can be impacted by something that just seems like meaningless right like talking to someone at a bus stop or like dealing with a cashier at a store or whatever like sometimes those things can like turn your whole day around or like give you insight into something or like make you more self-aware or like just there's a lot if you like keep your eyes open there's just a lot going on around you and with you that I mean how do we end up right here in this moment it's crazy exactly no it's (laughs) it's so true It's so true. I mean, even the way you and I met and stuff like that, like, Mm -hmm. it just so happened that way and a connection and whatever. So it's just, and it was all about timing. Yes, it's for sure about timing is weird. And then it's also about like, who you end up connecting with, right? Because you can like, meet an entire group of people, but only like really hit it off with one person. Or like, you know, it just, because you two people just have something you need to do together, right? Like, it's just, it's life is fucked. <laughs> it's 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 interesting. <laughs> um, all right. Well, that was soulmates. Why don't you ask me a question? I would love to. Soulmates actually ended up so much better than I anticipated. And so did I. I was like, Ugh, soulmates, gross. I was like, ew, soulmates, so cheesy. <laughs> but I like loved that we had a chat about it. Um. Hmm. Ooh, this is a good one, I think. Oh, I'm torn between two. Let's go with... Mm, 
why do people hurt each other? Uh, I saw that one and I was like, oh man, okay. So why do people hurt each other? Whew. So that's a hard one. So why do people hurt each other? Well, there's multiple different answers to that question. And a lot of people will have different thoughts and opinions. You could have the religious opinion where it's like, no, it's evil spirits and it's the like imperfections and the this and the that that kind of causes humanity to do mean, harmful things to each other. But uh, I'll kind of keep it plain Jane will say, uh, why do people do it? Because people suck <laughs> to an extent. And I don't mean people like people are garbage and I hate people. But I mean, like, I think people do things for the most part, the majority of mankind will say, because you've always got like the serial killers and stuff, which that is like a chemical imbalance. Right. And that can be like, why are people mean? Well, it depends on the chemical balances in your brain that can cause certain things to happen for people to do certain things. But I don't think people, for the most part, for the most part, do things intentionally to be mean. I think it's either they're not thinking properly or of the repercussions that can happen from their actions or they're trying to do something for someone else but they don't understand how hurtful that can be to another person or things like that so I don't think people are intentionally mean because if I were to say everyone was mean then every single person that was mean to me intentionally hated my guts and wanted me to suffer and <laughs> I don't think people intentionally wake up in the morning and are like, hmm, how can I make Patrick's life miserable today? I'm going to do this. So why are people mean? I guess not intentionally or it has something to do with their chemical imbalances in the brain or not thinking it through properly. And I think that's the thing. We're all quick to act. We're very quick to act and respond and this and that. And we don't actually stop to think about what are the consequences of our actions? Or if I say this, it could come off like this, or it could sound like this or whatever. So I think that's something, but that's kind of like a laissez-faire kind of answer, we'll say. What about you? <laughs> um yeah, I agree with you. I don't think people wake up and they're like, how can I make your life shitty today? I think part of it is that it's like, not about you, mm -hmm. right? Like that, if someone's being mean to someone else, it's not about the person they're being mean to, it's about them. Like, the whole like hurt people hurt people thing is like, I think, the real deal where it's like, nobody hurts another person really I don't think because of that person who's being hurt it's like if I hurt someone there's something in me that needs to get sorted out yeah. right um and whether that's like I mean I also agree with you that we don't like pause a lot of the time and like think through what we're doing but it's more to me like where where does that need or where does that at reaction to hurt someone like come from um when we're young I think it's also like a curiosity thing and like oh what can I what can I do and what can't I do and like what can I get away with and what can I like what are the boundaries of life and how do you deal with other people 
Um, then when you're older, I think it's a lot of like, it's just like a self reflection piece, right? If like you're hurting other people, you're projecting something you don't like about yourself onto someone else. Right. Yeah. Like there's no, um, like if you think about like all the different, um, in my mind, I think if you think about all the different ways that people like really hurt other people, like if you're discriminating against someone, if you're like a hardcore, I hate this type of person, like chances are, I think it's because you don't feel free to be who you are, mm-hmm. right? Like you don't feel like if you were that person, you would be able to accept yourself. And like, that's not about the person that's being hated. Mm-hmm. Like that's about the person doing the hating. Like, it's, yeah, to me, I guess, like, people hurt other people because they're projecting their own hate for themselves. You know what? And I agree with that. It's kind of like that good old classic, the bully at school, right? Mm -hmm. The bully at school that's causing you a hard time. It's not because of you. It's because they're going through a hard time Mm -hmm. and this and that. So they're projecting. Mm-hmm. And they're taking it out on you. And you know what? I 100% agree with that. Or whatever reason for anything. Like mm-hmm. certain certain sexual orientations get hated on by certain people. And it's probably because they're confused themselves about their own sexual orientation. Mm-hmm. Or whatever. So they're lashing out. Or this and that. So I agree with that. And I would also say like. Um, a lot of it is like kind of fear, right? Like someone who hates other people for something is worried about being hated, right? Like they, it's all kind of like an insecurity thing. And even though there are reasons for all of this stuff, reasons are not excuses. Like explanations are not excuses. Like you still are like, 150% responsible for the things that you do and the things, the ways that you treat other people. Mm -hmm. And even like, I find one of the things too, that is like difficult to learn is that like, when whatever you do to someone else or however you treat someone else, like your intent doesn't really matter it's like what the impact is on the other end like I don't get to say whether you hurt me or like I don't get to say whether I hurt you or not Mm -hmm. like and if you tell me that I hurt you I don't get to deny that like that's you you get to say that it's your reality right so I don't get to argue with that and whether I intended to hurt you or not doesn't really matter I still have to fix that yeah and it doesn't really matter if like I was having a hard time or I had a hard childhood or I this or I that, if I hurt you, I did something that hurt you. I don't get to deny that it hurt you. And I have to find a way to remedy that. Right. Yep. So it gets, uh, it gets pretty, I mean, I guess it gets deep. That's what it gets we're doing. Um, okay. Here's a question for you. And this is an interesting one. Mm. And because I don't know if you have seen or listened to like or watch Broadway musicals, but I'm thinking of Rent right now with. Oh, okay. How do we measure life? 
<laughs> thinking of that. <laughs> 525,000 uh, song. Anyways, how do we measure life? Song. It's a it's good, a good song. tune and a good musical. Yeah. Um, I'm actually not like wildly into musicals, but I have seen that one. <laughs> it was very good. How do we measure life? Is yeah. that what you're saying? Yes. Ooh. How do we measure life? Hmm. I maybe have no idea. Okay. Like, I guess for me, like, personally, the most important thing has always been, like, people. So I guess, like, I measure my own life based on my, like, relationships with other people. Okay. And I guess now, since I've done some, like, work on myself my relationship with myself right um so I guess I kind of I personally measure life in terms of like relationships and how meaningful I think those relationships are and whether I'm able to connect with people on like an authentic level um but I have no idea how other people measure life how do you measure life it's a good question because like you're kind of saying it depends on the person. So for you, it's people and connections. For me, it's impact and actions with like society. So for me, how do I measure my own life? It's by the impact I make on people mm-hmm. and on the world. Is it like by me being more eco-friendly? Is it by me getting down and deep about like different mental illnesses? Is it me talking about different things? Is it me donating to all these charities? So for me, it's about impact Mm -hmm. and impacting people in certain ways in a good way. I would hope uh, for me that I'm doing good things, but some people might not think it's good, (laughs) but uh, so that's how I would measure life. For myself, because I always think about it like when someone has passed away, when you look at them or whatever, you think back, you always kind of take into consideration how that person made you feel. Absolutely. So kind of like the connection and then Mm -hmm. what they kind of did, like what were their actions? Because the conversation is always, oh, they were so kind, they were so generous, they were so this, they were so that, which is connection, or they made me feel loved and cared for, or it's by their actions or their impact. So they brought me in when I was really having a hard time or I had nowhere to go, or they really helped with this foundation, or they were the trailblazer in this. So I I think that's kind of how society measures people and life. But uh, honestly, I think it's how, like you said, we each individually measure life. So for Mm -hmm. you, it's connection. For me, it's impact and action. Doesn't mean either one is right or wrong. It's Mm -hmm. just that's kind of like our driving force, kind of like keeping us going, we'll say. Yeah. And I guess like how you measure life for sure is like what what motivates you to do the things that you do, Mm -hmm. right? Like what motivates you to do anything you do or be how you are? Like I am someone who like needs my work, like my 
job, my like the job I get paid to do to be meaningful to me. Yep. Like there are lots of people who can just like go and do a job and they're like, I get paid for this job and it's fine. And they like go do their day and they get paid and they're like completely content with that. I would like shrivel up and die if that's what I had to do. Like we spend so much of our time at work that like, if I was just doing, I mean, I guess it's not just doing that because some people are very content with that, but I need for that time that I spend to mean something to me. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think it's similar for you, right? Like we both work in like social services. It's like a very, um, you can't do this work unless you care about it. Yeah. Right. Um, and that's something that I need in my life because my motivation for doing things is like human interaction. Yeah. So. Yeah. I mean, depends what your motivation is. Depends what your, it's all individual. Like you said. Exactly. Now we have time for one deep question that you can ask me and then I'm going to end it with like a light question just to kind of not keep us down in the deepness. (laughs) Okay. Sounds good. I'm going to go with what is the one piece of advice you would give to someone else about life? Ooh. Okay. I would say, okay. I'm thinking of it almost like when you're talking to like your younger self, we'll say, um, which if anyone watches RuPaul's Drag Race, when they get to like the top four or something, they always hold a picture up of like your younger self. And they're like, what would you say to little so-and-so? And And it's like, ugh, anyways. So I'm going to kind of imagine it like that. I would say, don't take yourself so seriously. Try and have more fun. And don't worry as much about what people think about you. Because in the end, they're not the one that has to live with you. You have to live with yourself. So if you're adding all this pressure to fit in or do what you think other people will think is right, um, unless it's like obviously going against the law, um, (laughs) then who cares? Just do it. Who cares in the end? You don't need to worry about fitting in with the big crowds and stuff like that. I would also say be more be more open and honest with people. I consider myself an open book for the most part. I'm not afraid to share. I don't care. And sometimes that can be a good thing, but sometimes that can be a bad thing because then you think, oh my gosh, people can use these things against me in the future. But that's because you get burnt and then you start to distrust people. But I would say just always be open and honest with anyone you're talking to. Try and be yourself 100% because in the end, that's all you have. And... Also, find your passion. Find what you're really into. I mean, it's hard to say because I'm like, I don't even know fully my passion. I do a podcast. I do YouTube. I do that. Like, you know what I mean? So it's like, I don't even know what my passion is. But do things that inspire you, make you happy, and makes you feel fulfilled in life. Whether that's finding a relationship, having a big family, 
traveling, having certain hobbies, finding a job that makes you feel happy and content and providing an impact on society. I say just follow what makes you happy. But that's me. I know. So, so <laughs> soppy and emotional. What about you? Um, I would say, uh, I think a lot of us have like this, like running dialogue inside, right? Like in our minds in like our everyday, like we talk to ourselves all day long. I think everyone does that, right? That's just, I not mean, just me. I do it. <laughs> okay, cool. Everyone here does it. Yes. <laughs> but one of my biggest things I've had to learn is how to talk to myself and how to talk to myself the way I would talk to anyone else that I like deeply, deeply love. Because the like commentary that runs through your mind all day is the thing you hear the most. And it doesn't really matter if other people tell you you're good or worthy or loved or capable or anything. If you can't say that to yourself, And if you can't talk to yourself the exact way you would talk to someone who you want to give support to and compassion to and love to. So it's taken me like a really long time to change that sort of um, dialogue in my own mind. So I would say like, start doing that as soon as possible. Start talking to yourself in your mind as someone that you really, really care about. Um, And even out loud, like sometimes I have to like, if my mind's like running wild and I'm spiraling, I'm anxious, whatever, I sometimes have to like out loud be like, no, (laughs) you know, and give myself the talk I would give to like my best friend or my partner or my sister, right? Um, And then the other thing that I think I guess is really important is that we shouldn't be afraid to fail at things. We shouldn't be afraid to like this whole like existence or whatever is basically just a learning opportunity. You like, that's all you get to do, right? Is that you get to screw up and you get to learn from it. Um, And if you were just like great at everything, that would be kind of boring. You wouldn't learn anything. Um, So not being afraid to like make mistakes and screw things up and um, understand that even when you're failing, you're still like, worthy and you're still valuable and that learning you'll eventually get better at that thing whether it's like communicating whether it's you know podcasting or painting or I don't know I'm terrible at cards like I can fail at cards all day right um but not being afraid to make mistakes and fail and learn from that um would I guess be my like two main pieces (laughs) I like that. That's good. Those are some good takeaways too. Okay. Well, I think we've gone super deep and crazy. So let's (laughs) lighten the mood to wrap things up. I was trying to think of a question to ask. So I looked for some inspiration and okay. I think I've got a good one. It's kind of thought provoking, but not thought provoking. So it's, if you could pick any fictional or real, mostly fictional, eh, no, fictional. If you could pick any fictional locale in a book, 
on a TV show, in a movie that you could live in and live with these people or whatever, what would it be or where would it be and why? Oh. Hmm. The place. We're looking for the place, We're looking right? for the place and why you'd pick that place. Ooh. Um... I think I would pick it does it have to be fictional? I'll let it go. I'll let I'll let you decide. Okay, so I okay, can I pick the movie version of something that actually exists? Sure, sure. Okay, so my favorite movie is Patch Adam. <laughs> okay. And I would pick the Gesundheit Institute. Lovely. Which is basically like a place that offers like free healthcare and is like a it's like a community based. Um, they just like built it so that like people could like help each other. And in the movie, it's just like everyone works and like everyone uses their own skills to help other people. And it's a real like community effort that they like keep this place going. So I think that would be where I would want to be. Um, I love that. I think that's my answer. What's yours? I, I love that so much. That's look at you. <laughs> gosh. Here I'm like, okay, like what? Jeez. <laughs> um, so for me, oh my goodness. Probably, oh my goodness. Probably something like holy it's hard it is hard it is hard i think somewhere like oh my gosh you said this was a light one i think this is the hardest one we've done i think it is the hardest one we've done okay <laughs> i would say a place like bob's burgers okay uh i don't know if you've seen the show but uh it's like a it's an adult cartoon Mm -hmm. and um yeah my sister loves it I haven't seen it but it looks cute I love that show anyways and I know it's like really Patrick why would you pick there why wouldn't you pick like Avatar or like somewhere like Harry Potter or the Lord of the Rings and I think because Bob's Burgers is real enough to be real life still but fictional enough to be fun and i mean the environment and like the premise of bob's burgers in the sense that the characters are super nice and super funny and super friendly and things like that um i mean i would go to bob's burgers all the time like teddy does on the show they've got the wharf right there with like a theme park it's kind of like a jersey pier type thing we'll say or like a What's what's that place in Jersey that snow? I Coney always, Island. Coney Island. I was like snow cone. Is that right? I don't it's know. Coney, it's so Coney Island. But I like, could be hundred percent wrong. Coney Island, like a Coney Island type thing or something like that. And I don't know. I don't live in the states, but uh, I think that environment I would like to live in. I think okay. the people are fun. They're neat and it's enjoyable. But I don't know if they have healthcare for free. They don't. But whatever. I'll. 
I'll take the good with it's the fictional. bad. It's fictional. It's fictional. I can fly to another place later. <laughs> but uh, I wanted to thank you so much for joining me today. Did you have a good time with these questions? I did. I had a great time. Thanks so much for having me. Of course. It's always a pleasure to have you. Might have to have you more often since you and I get real deep with these questions. I, know. I mean, it's kind of like we just recorded one of our regular conversations, but <laughs> <laughs> it literally is like that. But uh, thanks so much. And thank you to everyone that was listening or watching the YouTube version of it. Uh, don't forget, you can check out the podcast wherever podcasts can be found. Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, or any other platform. If you have any suggestions for questions or guests or anything like that, you can always email me at realtalkwithpatrick at gmail.com. Again, that's realtalkwithpatrick at gmail.com. Information in the description below. And until next time, I hope.